Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thanks for tuning in, and as always, we have a great interview with you today. In fact, I want to jump right in because we have an interview with Marquesa Petway, and she is she does so many things. She's an entrepreneur. She's a solopreneur. She's a speaker. She's a speakerpreneur. In fact, she's a speakerpreneur on steroids is what she calls herself. She does so many things before most of us have even had breakfast. It'll drive you crazy. And so I ran into her recently at the National Speakers Association, and she has been involved for a long time. She has her CSP designation, which fewer than 800 people in the world have. By the way, I'm one of them. And she is just a firecracker when it comes to getting things done in her business. And I knew she would be a fantastic person to interview for this show. So Marquesa, welcome to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thanks for having me, Tom. I'm pumped up. I love the energy of your show. Oh, we're going we're gonna to have some fun. So let's start off. Why don't you tell people who is Marquesa Petway and what do you do? Well, I am a New Yorker. That's certainly not who I am by way of Texas. But I'm a New Yorker who has used her voice since my days of working in broadcast journalism at CNN. And at that time, I thought I wanted to be a journalist. But I did realize I really, really wanted to speak my expertise, if you will. And if you're thinking, what the heck is our expertise? I love business reinvention. So folks come to me that need to make money that are entrepreneurs. And I kind of fix whatever problems are there. And um, the speakerpreneur term comes from me particularly wanting to work with people that use their voice to grow their business. So let's go back to the really important thing. You said you're a New Yorker via Texas. So are you a native Texan? Yes, I am. Dallas, Texas, born and raised. Awesome. Woo! So I'm not native, but I just reached 25 years living in the great state of Texas. So You are copying me, Tom. 25 well, years for me next year in New York City. Oh, my gosh. Well, there you go. So I left California for Texas and thought I'd stay three years, and it's been 25. Wow, isn't it beautiful? Texas is great, but I got to tell you, if you've been in New York 24 years, what, did you move when you were two? <laughs> I moved right out of college in 93. <laughs> yes. So wow. what is it? What is it? You started off at CNN. What is it that led you to say, I'm just going to go work for myself? How did you become an entrepreneur? Well, um, I got, you know, realized I hated broadcast journalism. It's boring because you got to read stuff. So, <laughs> so I realized I didn't like news. And then my next career was um, working for AT&T as a sales executive for business markets. So I'm not bragging about this, guys. I'm a little ashamed. But one of my clients was Trump Towers <laughs> and Trump Casinos at that time. Tiffany's, Apple Bank, all of these wonderful things. I did that for nearly a decade. And then AT&T decided... Darling, we love you, but we are downsizing this division by 80%. And Tom, I had just gotten promoted. Uh. Just got promoted. And I'm thinking, really? Um, and I decided when I got downsized, I asked myself doing a shower, if you could do anything, what would it be? And I said, I want to speak all over the world. I don't know the how. I just know the why. And I made it happen. That is so That's awesome. So what was the how and the why? Well, the, 
the I had to figure out what the how was. But for me, initially kicking off my speaking career, I worked for the seminar companies, you know, the Fred Breyers National Seminars um, and uh, the other one out there, Skill Path. Uh, but the why for me was, you know, I did, you know, I learned so much um, at AT&T. And when they downsize you, you have an option. And I got a nice servants, ser- servants pay. And they said, hey, if you want to be an entrepreneur, we'll help you. So they gave me a bunch of money, a bunch of contacts, my own personal coach. And I said, all right, what's my dream? I want to be a speaker because you know what? I've always been a little dramatic <laughs> and I love, <laughs> I love to, I love to change lives from the platform. I love to, you know, get in front of a group and the group is thinking, what has she got to say? Really? And then I get up there and I say something that connects with them. And all of a sudden the light bulb comes on. And uh, I, I kind of got to say some of that began with AT&T, but going back to CNN, I will have to say that I thought I wanted to be a journalist. You remember when you were in college and you thought you wanted to do a lot of things. And I realized that wasn't my passion, but what I really wanted to do was be a speaker. But I think I was just too young to know that that even existed. Well, and I think a lot of us who are in this business didn't know that, you know, that was really a thing. I can remember when somebody told me, wow, you're really good at this. You should go make your living doing it. I, I literally was like, that's, that's a thing. And the person was like, yeah, check out the National Speakers Association. And I said, well, what's that? So, you know, it's not like you go to enroll in college and they go, hey, do you want to be a motivational speaker? Here's here's your track. Because there's exactly. really, there's no track. It just sort of, if we lined up 20 of our friends, you'd have 20 different paths that got us here. <laughs> I agree. And you know what? I do find that a lot of us do major in either journalism. I was a broadcast journalism slash communications major and a theater minor. And I know you and I got theater in common, Tom. Yeah, yeah. No, I uh, I had always wanted to be an actor as a kid, and I never had the guts to sort of go follow it. So now, in my my old age or my middle age, I'm I'm doing I'm doing a little bit of that. But so here's the question. So I think so many people end up as an entrepreneur, no matter what industry they're in, mm-hmm. because of sort of that hardship, that layoff. So what was it like to sort of get laid off and decide, okay, I've, I've worked for the man for all these years, and now I'm going to go this direction over here. Was it scary? I would love to say it was easy as pie, but it was scary. I was practically engaged at that time. Yes, I was. And I was terrified. I mean, I live in New York City, which people are impressed by, but I had no money, no savings. I was one of those folks that lived paycheck to paycheck, although I made great money, but I lived high and not, not high, but lived a high <laughs> hey, lifestyle. hey, whatever. We don't judge. We have a lot of Colorado I listeners. Get that straight now. <laughs> I was going to say, we have a lot of Colorado <laughs> listeners. It's totally okay. <laughs> no, but, um, and I remember saying, and you know what? I'll, I have to tell you, initially I did put myself out in the market and I got job offers and I was on my third interview to work for AMA, you know who they are, American Management Association, helping with their curriculum and things. And this would have been a high level position. And I turned to the guy who was interviewing me and said, you know what? I don't want to waste your time. This isn't fair to you. I have a passion and this is my chance to live that passion. And I'm terrified, but I've decided to become a professional speaker. And he sort of looked at me like I was a crazy woman. And I walked out that office down Broadway, that's where they're located. And I remember thinking, this is bold. And I have not looked back in almost 12 years. So 12, you know? 12 years ago, you made this decision. So now, what do you absolutely love about the life of building your own business, of being an entrepreneur? I love that I get to, well, and this sounds a little weird, but I get to focus on what's important to me on a daily basis. I do. I get to 
I get to see how I help others and change their lives or change the way they do something. And one thing I love about our industry is a big part of what we do is mindset. Although sometimes, frankly, I get tired of it. (laughs) I just want to deal with business stuff. But I love that someone said, you know, before I work with you, I didn't quite think I could do this. But working with you and getting all these tools, I was able to do what I do now. And thank you. Or when you go and speak at a company and then the meeting planner comes back and says, that was hot. We love you. This is great. And I did all this on my own. I didn't have to go through an AT&T, a CNN or another company out there. You know, it's scary. You know, sometimes you do want those big, you know, these big companies to protect you or to cover you or give you that huge, you know, 401k or whatever it's like to have a confirmed paycheck in and out every single month. Uh, But I truly feel like it's worth it. And you know what, Tom, frankly speaking, I don't work for other people very well. (laughs) See, I always say a lot of people I interview tell me that they're chronically unemployable now that they've worked for themselves. But I think personally, if I was to go work for somebody, I'd be the best employee ever. I would like hug my boss every day when I left and said, thank you for dealing with all the bullshit overnight because I'm just going to go and play. You know, instead, you know, when you're when you're the when you're the solopreneur and you're the person who's responsible, you're the one who has to worry about the money, the marketing, the finances, the rent, the air conditioning, the copier broke. It's all on you. That is so true. And you know what? I wish it was that easy, but I'm either black or white. I'm either all in or I'm not. So I can't really fake it, you know? <laughs> and and I appreciate my corporate career because it gave me those skills and gave me that confidence. I mean, without being a top sales executive with AT&T, I don't think I would have been in business as long. So you, uh, that being, yeah. Do you but, ever have those days though, where you think, God, if I had taken that job with the AMA, <laughs> This would be such an easier life. Oh my gosh, yes, of course. I mean, sometimes I'm thinking, I don't want to work this weekend or I don't want to work. Yeah, I want things to be easier. And at times they are easier. The thing about being an entrepreneur, at times it's like a roller coaster. You go really high in the air and you're like, I can't believe I'm here. This is awesome. And other times that roller coaster is coming down real fast and you're terrified that you may not survive it. But the thing about roller coasters, at least most of them, we survive them. And and I think I sort of get excited by the adrenaline, you know? So over 12 years, you've probably had at least a couple of those downward spirals oh. of the roller coaster. How do you deal with it as an entrepreneur when you really feel like, oh, my God, I haven't made a sale in four months and the rent oh. is due and, you know, I, I, I feel like a loser? <laughs> How do you deal with that? One thing is... It helps to be pretty persuasive, (laughs) even if you're persuading. And I told my members this the other day um, in my early years, working for the seminar company sounds glamorous as heck and no offense against anyone, any speaker who's listening to this that works for the seminar companies, but you sort of get paid $2 an hour and going from six figures to $2 an hour was hard for me. I had a platinum card and I had to get rid of it. So I remember going to the New York state, what do you call state systems and saying, can you pay my rent? And you look into programs, you do whatever you can. I ask my family for money. You know, Les Brown calls it being hungry, being willing to say, you know what? My pride is gone. I need help so I can pay the, pay, pay my rent. And that first year, even into that second year was horrible. It was terrible. And, but it taught me so much. It really did. And I learned not only about myself, but how to manage my finances. And although I haven't gone to that and I hope to never get there again, I've never, I haven't gone back there 
since that first or second year, I still have tough moments. Sometimes on paper, I'm like, this looks pretty good, but I'm, then I'm sad because I still want to go higher. Um, cause you know, Tom, we're in the kind of circles where you're surrounded by successful people. You're surrounded by people, movers and shakers, not with egos, but people that really want to change the world. Oh, and oh, oh wait, wait. Some of, some of them have egos. Don't, don't lie to the people. Some of them have really <laughs> big egos. All of them. No, no, I love it. But it can be, it can be a little, it can force you to constantly say, can I do better? It's weird. You know? No, I understand. And I've had those days where, you know, I thought, oh my gosh, what have I gotten myself and my family into? And and you feel like it's sliding. And then all it takes really is just one good contract, one great client. And all of a sudden it's like, woohoo, I'm on top of the world. Exactly. I know. It's like, it's like ADD for entrepreneurs. I don't know what it is. <laughs> well, you, you mentioned uh, yeah. like, you mentioned people like Les Brown and, and, and others. Did you have mentors either virtually or real life mentors that helped you get into this business? Oh, absolutely. Every step of the way. I mean, um, you know, Les Brown, a friend now was my entrepreneur for many years uh, ago. And I recently interviewed him for a big spread that's coming in Speaker Magazine. So he's top of mind, along with George Frazier and and so many others, Damon John, you name it, all these heavy hitters. Uh, But yes, that was a big part of keeping, helping me know what the heck am I doing? I mean, I knew how to speak. You know, I, I credit Toastmasters for really teaching me how to organize my speaking, if that makes sense. But I still knew nothing about entrepreneurship. I mean, you come from corporate America, how will you know? And I hired a mentor and a coach to teach me what it meant to be an entrepreneur. Once I worked for the seminar companies, I had to learn how to sell from the platform. Then I had to learn what's my exit strategy from these seminar companies. I got to work for myself. So then I got to, I had to learn how to do online marketing. I hired a mentor for that. And to this day, I still have, and I don't call them mentors. I call them coaches. I still have coaches. I think that makes the biggest difference in the world, frankly. So no matter what business people are in, you recommend that they go find a mentor, a coach, or somebody to help guide them. I mean, hello, right now the Olympics are on. One thing each of these people have is a coach. (laughs) Am I right? You're you're absolutely right. In fact, you know, this weekend I'm actually investing to go to a weekend with somebody to to help get my business kind of fine-tuned. So I think it's something, even though we help other people with this, it's something we need to do for ourselves. I always say, don't hire a coach who won't go hire a coach. Yeah, uh, that is true. Because if, if you're too close to your business. You can't really see what's wrong, why things aren't adding up. Why is it that this income stream is working? Why is it that I can't find time for that? So you definitely need a coach. And it, it's it's just it's very interesting because there never seems to be enough time. I will say that, <laughs> you know. So what advice do you have for somebody who wants to go out on their own? Maybe they're working for someone like an AT&T or, you know, whoever, and they, they really are listening to this and they think, I want to be, I want to be like Marquesa. What, what advice do you have? Wow. Well, one of the things I didn't have the, the opportunity to plan ahead because that downsizing came out of the blue. And I didn't expect it. So one thing I would say, if you're sitting all comfortable now in your corporate position, have a plan B so that you do not uh, get surprised like I did. Have a plan B. Save money, all the normal things that you hear. But if you've decided, yeah, I have a plan A and B, C, D, and E, I still want to go out on my own. I would ask you, if you want to come into the services field or frankly, any type of entrepreneurship, 
learn how to run a business, learn the money side of it. It's fine if you can do the actual performance side of it, but if you can't market, you can't sell, you can't add numbers, you can't, you know, run a, manage a team, you can't create products, you are going to be in trouble. You have to know how to market and how to sell. And I know some people are saying, that's not true. You can hire people. Yeah, right. You hire people and no one is more invested in your business than you are. So you've got to be able to sell your business. A lot of folks hear the word sell, they turn their nose up and I'm thinking, all right, you go ahead and struggle and then come and tell me what I know. So you've got to know how to sell yourself and you got to know how to market yourself. Know the business stuff. That That's probably one of my biggest lessons. And, well, and, I, and I agree. I think that if you're going to have a business, your first hat that you wear is sales every single day. You have to yeah. live and breathe sales. And, and I think you're right about the finance side, too, because I still struggle with that. So oh, this- my gosh. Oh, spreadsheet, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I agree. It's weird. But here's the good side. I just, life is so short. You know what I mean? It's so short. And I feel like if you are meant to do something else, do it. Do not stay at a job your whole life that you hate and you go home every night miserable and you're telling yourself, I got to support my family. I get all that. But why not support your family happy so that you can really get the most bang for your buck out of life? I just feel like we need to all live our life's purpose. I truly believe that. So how important do you think it is for entrepreneurs, especially maybe the small person who is the small uh, entrepreneur who's launching out from corporate America? How important is your network? How important is it to have people around you? Oh, you're like they say, your network is your net worth. It's true. I mean, this is so true. And guys, sometimes you have to invest in your network. You do. Yeah, which meaning you have to go to events where they are and you have to be consistent about going to events. This is something I see with you, Tom. You know, I've been a, a professional speaker all the way back since 2005 and one of the full-time professional speaker. And, and I, one thing I remember very well, every single year going to the NSA conference and I used to go to all the labs, everything. And people would look at me like I was crazy. Why are you spending all this money? I said, because of the relationships, because they see me there, because I learn, because it forces me to implement. Your network is everything. And people start to depend on you. People start to like, know, and trust you and refer you. Um, and you don't realize how, how powerful it is to show up. And you don't have to get on a plane every time with your network. I'm just as active with my local chapter. And I mastermind with my friends like Tom. You know, I get us, hey, let's mastermind. Let's talk about this. I'm active in the Facebook groups. I eat, sleep, and drink Facebook groups in particular, especially the speaker groups. Um, so your network, and, and, and not just for business growth and positioning, but your network and I'm getting the words, yeah, network, is also important for peace of mind (laughs) because it can get very lonely as an entrepreneur. It can get very lonely. That is is very, very true. Hey, Marquesa, I have a few more questions for you. But first, I've got to thank our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. Podfly sets you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing way cool people like Marquesa Petway. 
I tell you what, if you want to start a podcast, and I know a lot of you do, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners to this show. And they have been a great partner for me to work with. I love supporting them and telling everybody about them every single time. So Marquesa, I call the show Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. We want to know what is the coolest thing you're doing with your business right now? Wow, I love that question. Um, I'm all about positioning <laughs> and leveraging everything that I'm positioning. Something that's cool, um, as of September 1st, I have a five-page spread coming out in Speaker Magazine where I've interviewed uh, celebrities in the speaking industry. Um, and I, you know, I could have stopped with the interviews, but no, I have to take it further. I interviewed each of these uh, experts by uh, Zoom. So, and I'm doing a huge social media campaign around it. I, I'm pumped up. And some people say, did you get paid for that? Believe you me, this is part of what we've been talking about in terms of network positioning, which all turns into lead generation. So that is a huge thing for me. Something else I'm doing specifically for my business. I'm proud of the fact that I created and I own the word speakerpreneur. Right now I'm working on creating the whole speakerpreneur website. And this website is just the highlight top speakerpreneurs um, in the world, what speakerpreneurs do. I'm going to have someone like Tom featured on this site, uh, the best tips for speakerpreneurs. And again, speakerpreneurs are just experts out there who speak what they understand in order to be successful and actually have impact and reach people. They must be an entrepreneur first. So that's where speakerpreneur comes from. So I'm kind of pumped about that because I'm going to have a podcast too. So I think I'm going to check out podfly.com. I'm doing all of these things under the umbrella of speakerpreneur, so I'm kind of pumped up. Oh, you! and if you call Podfly and just tell them I sent you, they'll answer all your questions. They're great. Yay. So, so yeah. I think we could talk to Marquesa all day long because she's fascinating and she's got high energy and she lives in New York and she's from Texas and she's just fun to be around. But let's face it, we could talk about you all day, but I think to get the best ideas of who's doing cool things out there, you ask an entrepreneur. So my favorite question to ask the people who come on this show is not you, but who is someone else who you observe? Because I think great entrepreneurs, I think they're observers. Who do you observe out there where you think, wow, he or she, they're crushing it with their business? Ah, I love that question. And is it okay? This person is pretty high up. I know. Um, there's, there's no rules. It's who do you admire? That's true. Frankly speaking, and I'm, before I give you the name, I'm going to say that I see myself not necessarily being at her level, but I definitely see myself in her space. And at one point, I just watched her because I loved her show every day that came on. Now I watch her as a businesswoman. She runs her own network. You hear me? <laughs> you get a car, and you get a car, and you get a car. She influences the world, and... She reminds you that it's, it's okay. You learn in every part of your journey. The goal is the intention behind it. And she happens to be a black woman. Thank you very much. So, uh, I admire a lot of folks, but the person that I, that I observe, like a stalker, and mark my words, I will be on the Oprah Winfrey Network at some point, is Oprah Winfrey herself. Well, I'm sure she listens to this show. I mean, come on. She, she now yeah. knows who you are, I'm sure. 
<laughs> no, but but seriously, I mean, I think Oprah is somebody that everybody can look to and admire. And I think sometimes we look at someone who's way at the top of the game, and and we forget where they started. I mean, this is this is a woman who did not grow up with any any sort of privilege, right? I mean, she grew up poor. She had to find her own way in the world. And then, you know, while she's on TV, wasn't it her producer who told her, "You'll never make it on television." Absolutely. You know, You'll not- never make it on television. You don't look right. Your hair is nappy. And the same guy told her, uh, but we're going to pay our, your counterpart way more money than you. I mean, right. she's getting doors slamming her face her entire life. And, and I think what's great about that is not that that happened, but I think what is great is that she never let anybody convince her she wasn't capable of going out and doing it. So she went out and did what she wanted. And what I kind of admired is, is in addition to building her television career, she went out early on and acted and, and you know, was nominated for Academy Awards and things like that. I mean, she just, whatever her dream was that she wanted to try, she just went and did it. And by going and throwing a heck of a lot of spaghetti at the wall and being very good at it, I mean, obviously she has incredible talent, but she didn't quit when people said she couldn't do it or, or who do you think you are to, to you know, be an actress or who do you think you are to do this? She just went and did it. And I think that's the role model that all of us, all, that's the role that all of us need to take is to just try more. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Tom, if you allow me, I have to say this, who I'm admiring right now, big time are the Olympians. Because when I watch the Olympians, I don't just remember the fact that I used to flip around on uneven bars, never at... Uh, Simone's level or Gabby's level. But what I love is like Serena Williams, who's a heavyweight in the world of tennis. She can go out there and kill it, but she can also go out there and lose and just recompose and come back. And it reminds me of people like us. There are days when we're in front of an audience, you know, hundreds or even a few people or thousands and we, it feels so good. And there are other days when we're at home all by ourselves and all we got to cheer us on are ourselves. And these Olympians, they spend four freaking years working for a few moments. So how dare me or you or any entrepreneur listen to this broadcast or want to be entrepreneur complain about the work we put in when you watch those Olympians. So I'm all about, they've inspired me to create gold in my life, to get the gold medal in my life. So those are the folks I'm admiring the heck out of right now for every loss they endure and for every win they accomplish. Well, and and you bring up another really interesting point that we could probably do a whole show on, and that is, you know, superstars, and Serena Williams is a good example, but, you know, go out there and they play their heart out and sometimes they lose. And you know what? They wake up the next day and they get out there and they practice with their coach and they don't whine and cry and say, why did I lose or whose fault is it? And they don't point the fingers. They just go out there and they get in the next contest and then they win. And guess what? People forget that they lost. They just see them win the next big prize. There you go. I love it. So the other question I love to ask everybody, in addition to who do you think is admirable, the other question is, what is it that you do to give back to the greater good? Because I really believe that most entrepreneurs want to do more than make money, and and Lord knows we want to make some money, but I also think we want to leave a mark behind. And you have a real giving big soul, so I want you to tell everybody what you do to impact the the world. Thank you. Um, I'm a big part of Black NSA. And for, and I know it's a part of NSA and all that good stuff, but there's a short little story behind it. Black NSA used to be a community group that would just meet at the conferences once a year and that would be it. And it bothered me. I said, no, 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 we've got to communicate with each other throughout the year. Uh, some people may listen to this and go, but why do you need, why does it have to be Black NSA? It's inclusive and it's open up to everyone. 
However, there is a different type of life, not a less than or more than, but there's a different kind of life when you're a person of color. And it was important to me, and I put in countless hours to help rebuild this community along with a team of people. I didn't do it all by myself in order to make sure people of color have a voice, you know? So that's one of my many passions is making sure everybody is heard. Sometimes consciously or unconsciously, uh, when you're a person of color, you're invisible, you know? Um, in some leadership circles, some circles period. And it hurts my heart. And I want, everywhere I go, with every group I'm around, I always want the people of color to be treated the same and get that same level of respect and and um, observation or get that same level of presence. So that's a big deal to me. I'm, I'm not in front of Black NSA uh, for any other reason than to make sure that all people of color have a voice and then make sure, and then outside of those circles, I make sure that it happens. So that's, I think that's a big part of what I give to. Well, and I think the other thing is, is that I think that you are probably a great role model for the next generation who comes up also. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, Marquesa, thank you so much for coming on and being a guest here on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. We loved having you. Thank you. And Tom, you are awesome. I'm so glad you're my colleague. And I'm going to say this out loud. You hosted the CSP Summit that we had in Denver, Colorado. Guys, these are like high-end summits for elite speakers and you killed it. You brought the best speakers. You gave us the va-va-va-boom. There's a lot of pressure on you. And I have to say, I became a big fan of yours at that time. And I sent you an email, if you remember, I saying did. that this is one of the best uh, NSA events I've ever been to and my favorite summit or lab by far. Well, thank you very much. And I will just say that to, to have to be the master of ceremonies to a group of speakers <laughs> You know, it does make you poop your pants a little as you get closer to it, but uh, it was one of the most fun events. I mean, I, I, I serve as a professional master of ceremonies several times a year. It was probably one of the most fun events I ever got to lead, and so thank you very much. I'm glad that it, it had a positive impact. It made us closer, Tom. <laughs> well, good. Hey, <laughs> and, and you know, you were talking about, you know, never wanting anyone to be invisible. I highly doubt that Marquesa Petway is ever invisible when she's in a room. I don't think so. It'll be less of me. Yay. I'm on a health kick right now. But uh, no, definitely around and available. If anyone ever wants to look me up or check me out, uh, please do. So how uh, would people do that? Where would people find you if they go, I got to know more about this lady. How do they find you? Easy. Go to gottaspeaknow.com. Gotta like G-O-T-T-A? There you go. Speaknow.com. Gottaspeaknow.com. Well, again, thank you so much for being a guest, and thank you to everybody for listening in. Do me a favor. Jump over to iTunes and leave a review for the show. I love it when we get some positive reviews, and there have been a couple of new ones this week. And so jump over there and, and leave a review. That makes my whole day better. Join us on our Facebook page or follow us on Twitter at Cool Podcast. And if you want to join the Cool Things Project, which is the group coaching program, we have a mighty group of people who meet once a week and we do a little video hangout and we have a chat, but it's all people who want to find ways to make their career better. And when I started it, I thought it would be a lot of solopreneurs, but we have college professors, we have realtors, we have people who have jobs who want to be more entrepreneurial in that job, as well as people who are just trying to get their business launched. So join us in that. If you go over to TomSinger.com, pull down the about menu 
There's a little button that says group coaching program. That'll give you all the information, tell you what it costs, let you know everything that you need to join the Cool Things Project. So we're going to be back in a couple of days with another interview with somebody just as cool as Marquesa Petway. But in the meantime, you, you go out there and have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.